There are more questions than answers. Like, did the guy who coined the term one hit wonder come up with any other phrases? Hi, America. <laughs> Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites, and TV shows just for you. To bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio, entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in especially to hear the show then I admire your taste. If you've just tuned in by accident then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Every week we press our ear against the bedroom wall whatever my mother listened to before she goes to sleep picks and pulls on her unconscious mind as she's sleeping let's have a listen. Ice, ice, baby. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. My mother listens to a varied and eclectic range of music, doesn't she? I'll give her that. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She's also our producer and sound engineer. Heather was asked by her mechanic this week if she wanted her tyres rotated and she replied, no thanks, I'm pretty sure they do that all by themselves when I'm driving. Welcome to the show, Heather. Hello, that sounds about right. Yeah, she's got that one. <laughs> if you ever get a flat tyre, take a picture of it on your phone. For future reference, you can then text that picture to people as a great excuse. It's a good oh. idea. Of course, having said that, it depends on what the excuse is, of course. Some excuses work better than others with a flat tyre. I'm going to give you five points for every single one you get. I'm going to shout them out. I'll start you off because I'm good to you. 
Sorry I killed your dog. Here's a picture of my flat tyre. <laughs> it's not your baby. Here's a picture of my flat tyre. Jump in when you want. I've decided to run off with your mother. Here's a picture of my flat tyre. I know it's just McDonald's, but I really don't have the cash to pay for it. Here's a, a picture, picture of, of my, my flat, flat tyre. The test came back positive. Here's a picture of my flat tyre. You're going to have to bail me out and I've been banned from the zoo. Here's a picture of my flat tyre. I was I... only trying to read a bedtime story to a baboon. I know my baby's a different colour than you, but here's a picture of my flat tyre. Ladies, anything <laughs> you want to add to this? No. <laughs> and relax, Chad managed to score 10 points. I've scored 60. <laughs> wow. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. I'm not sure what shocked Michelle's mailman more. <laughs> Coming to the door completely naked, mm-hmm. or the fact she knew where they live. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. I have many jokes about undelivered mail, but most people don't get them. Uh, Not enough postage. We're also joined tonight, of course, by Chad Peters, our resident psychologist. Chad always wears earbuds. He's not listening to music. He just does not want to talk to anyone. It helps. They're mad. They're bad. And they're paranormal. This is season three, episode 35. So as always, we sprint into the first round. We call lack of general knowledge. As always, the special delivery gong of infinite knowledge is with us, standing proud. With the stamps of statistics and the facts of brown paper and strings. Stand back, ladies. I'm sure that's changed. I don't know. It wasn't the pitch it used to be. If we go back and listen 30 episodes ago, I swear that ding has changed pitch. Mm-hmm. I'll have to get my tuner out and we'll work out where it now stands. I know I don't have much to do in the week, do I, Michelle? The cold winter evenings in Minnesota just fly by. On this very day in 1968... Hugh Jackman, the Australian actor, was born. Happy birthday, sir, Mm. to Hugh Jackman. So for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about Hugh Jackman. Mm. Hugh Jackman was inspired as a child to become an actor because he wanted to play which iconic horror movie character. Really? He became an actor on the back of being obsessed as a child with this iconic horry mover character. Horry mover? Horry mover. (laughs) With this iconic hairy mary moving beasties. Well, that could be anyone. (laughs) Literally. You're going to have to use your psychic skills Um, or cheat. Michael Myers. You are going with Michael Myers. That was the series, wasn't it? Halloween, is that right? Mm Mm-hmm. You're going with the Halloween series. Mm-hmm. Michelle, which iconic horror movie actor, which is easy for you to say, mm. inspired Hugh Jackman to become an actor. He wanted to play this part more than any other. Freddy Krueger. You go, Freddy Krueger. We're working our way through the Halloween horror movies. Chad, jump in and steal some points, sir. I was going to go Dracula. Dracula. Right. Everyone missed. It Van Helsing. Jason in the Friday the 13th <laughs> movies, would you believe? Oh, oh, really? Absolutely. Should've Jason Voorhees. 
waits for some kids to start having sex and then shows up to mess up that plan. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Can't give the points away, but it's early days and I'm feeling philanthropic. Hugh Jackman holds the record for playing the same superhero character in How Many Films. This, of course, is Wolverine or Logan. He's played that character in more films than any other actor or superhero character. I just need you to tell me how many films that is. The nearest one will get the points as someone is walking away with the... 23. You think he's played Wolverine 23 times. They've made 23 films. Are you counting cartoons? No. How's he appearing in cartoons? <laughs> Voiceovers. Let's stick to films, Marie, just to make things easy. God, your mind works in some mysterious ways, doesn't it? Your little walnuts firing over there. Yeah. 16 hertz. All picked up on an EMF meter. Give me another number, Miss Morris. 23. Tw- oh. <laughs> Math is just something that happens to other people. That was David Beckham's shirt number, by the way. I just thought I'd share that with you. Three's the luckiest number. Michael Jordan's, yeah. Yeah, three's the most uh, lucky number you can have in uh, Asian Chinese culture. And of course, there's more Chinese people living on the planet than any other. So two lots of three is two lots of lucky number. And they're selling a lot of shirts in China. You see how all this ties together? Mm -hmm. What are you going to go with, Michelle? You've got 23 as your benchmark. I'm going to go with 12. He's played Wolverine 12 times in the cinema. Chad, what do you think? I think it's seven. You are 100% correct. I will give you four points because you are oh, on the money. Cheater. Absolutely. <laughs> he looked seven times. Phone. Christopher Reeve used to hold mind. that record. He used to have four films. I think that may have been surpassed by the uh, Captain Americas of this world and mm-hmm. the, the Iron Man's. But Wolverine is up to seven and no one has beaten that yet. It is a world record can you imagine wolverine trying to get through airport security <laughs> would you like to try that again sir beep 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 beep, beep. very disappointing my mum was held at airport security because of her artificial knee mm. you're supposed to have a certificate with you that says you've got an artificial knee can't it's they true. see it on x-ray yes this is where they ended up going see back Brilliant. in the day before plastic prosthetics and things were made of rubber i know a gentleman who had testicular cancer and to address the balance of having one removed they inserted a lead weight. It was a lead one. And lead. every time you went through airport security, the buzzer used to go off. It's 100% true. And of course, that left the airport security having to explore other avenues. Um, I understand <laughs> his wife died of lead poisoning. <laughs> a university. Jackman made money from what strange job? So while he was studying, and he has got a BA, he's a very intelligent man. I believe he studied journalism or communication studies. So at university, Jackman made money from what strange job? To give you a clue, it's, he said it was the hardest $50 he's ever made. And he would make that regularly. And there are photographs of him doing this as well, if that helps you. So what did Hugh Jackman do? He was an escort. He was an escort. Mm. 50 bucks. <laughs> wow. It's a lot of money in Australian. Yeah. <laughs> do you think so? <laughs> Chris, I was charging 400 and then 100 bucks for every hour afterwards. That's outrageous. You can look that up. A man on your arm based in Regent Street in London. It's all true, I tell you. You reckon he was an escort, do you? At 50 bucks a go. And there's photographs of him doing this. Yeah. And it was the hardest $50 he's made, apparently. You should have seen some of the women he had to go out with. <laughs> wow. Okay. Because he comes from a land down under where women glow and men chunder. Michelle. What was the hardest $50 he's ever made at university to get him through his studies? 
I think he did singing telegrams. Singing telegrams. Chad, the whole world is there for you to embrace in terms of vocations. What do you think Hugh Jackman did? Art model. An art model. I will give Michelle some points. She's not a million miles away. He was a clown at children's parties. (laughs) And there is photographs of him dressed as a clown doing this. One six-year-old girl called him a terrible clown because he never knew any tricks. (laughs) And he agreed with her, apparently. (laughs) Wow. A clown held a door open for me the other day. I thought, what a nice gesture. (sighs) I will give Michelle... Two points. It's quite the day today, actually, for historical gangsters and criminals. On this very day, in 1933, the following happened. John Dillinger escaped from a jail in Allen County, Ohio. Also on this day, in 1933, the very same day, Machine Gun Kelly is sentenced to life imprisonment. And also on this day, in 1933... Alcatraz became a federal prison. Mm. They did hold people there before that, and it was once a fault. But officially, a federal prison, Alcatraz in 1933. Quite the day for criminality and recidivism in America all those years ago. So quite simply, for the first time on MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating fact about Alcatraz. I have been there. What did you think? Was it a good experience? I loved it. You loved it. I've been to San Francisco and I saw it obviously in the Bay, but I've never been there. Mm-hmm. Have you been there, Chad? Been to Alcatraz? I saw it in the movie, so I married an axe murderer. Well, you've almost <laughs> been there, <laughs> then, haven't so you? that's kind of the same it's thing. It's just like being there. <laughs> Have you been there, Miss Morris? <laughs> nope, seen it. Seen it, not been there. We need to do a paranormal investigation. It's meant to be very haunted. Oh. They've done many shows from Alcatraz. To gain your points tonight, and the points have been crazy. Michelle's on two, I'm on 60. (laughs) Chad's on 14 and Heather's yet to score. To win your points tonight, all you need to tell me is what Alcatraz actually means. And I'm going to give you a clue. Very rarely does this happen in life. In 1775, Spanish explorer Juan Manuel de Ayala, who first mapped San Francisco Bay, named the little island... De los Alcatrazes. You just need to tell me what that literally... Land of death! Means. (laughs) Land of death. So why would he call it that? Why not? Why not? That's very random for a little patch of greenery in the middle of the bay. Let's call that land of death. Michelle... What does Alcatraz mean in Spanish? I can't remember. Well, make something up. The Rock. The Rock. That's a very good guess. You made There was a movie point. about that. Yeah. Yes, which I thought was called The Croc. <gasps> Chad. How can you say that Sean Connery was in it? Sean Connery's You're been wrong. in some terrible films. You have Except a, that one. The manners of a gorge and just smell like a dung heap. Nicolas Cage was in it too. Yes, it's still bad. Chad, what do we think in Alcatraz means, sir? I was going to go high rocks. High rocks. It actually means strange birds. The I was island gonna of say str- birds. Of course you oh, were. Darn it. You haven't grasped the concept of a quiz yet after five years, but here well, we are. I win. Wow. It actually means strange birds. It could in some circles mean pelicans as well but strange birds is what i was looking for i actually tried the new pelican burger the bill was enormous oh god well that went from pelican to pelican oh. while it was a prison 
Many prisoners try to escape. All you need to do to win your points tonight is to tell me how many people Two. have tried to escape from Alcatraz. Driver actually successfully done it. I am. I'm looking at unsuccessful and successful. Every attempt, whether it be good or bad. I just need a number. 18 or 23. She's spreading her chips liberally. You're obsessed with 23 tonight. It's going to be the answer to something. Something, yeah, eventually. I'll, I'll actually provide something that has the answer of 23 during our future quizzes just to help you out. Michelle, how many people tried to escape from Alcatraz? 55. 55. You're making my maths very difficult here tonight. <laughs> Chad, what are you thinking? I'm at 27. 27. I'm going to give Chad more points. It was, in fact, 36. And to answer Miss Morrissey's question, 23 of those 36 were captured. Six were shot. See, I win. Two were drowned. (laughs) And the rest have shows on the History Channel. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going, 23 were captured. That's a random number in there. So it is a very random number. I shall give you a couple oh, of points. Luck. You're now 58 <laughs> behind me. See how this works? On this day in 1966, the Jimi Hendrix experience forms with Jimi Hendrix, Noel Redding, and Mitch Mitchell. So for the first time in the history of MQTA radio, in our round, that is general knowledge. I cannot believe that. Strange, bizarre, and fascinating facts about Jimi Hendrix. Mm. A fan of Jimi Hendrix? Yes. No. Oh, yeah. So we've got two yeses and a no. no. Miss Morris, what do you even listen to? You don't listen to music. You're not into films. Every I time like Frank you Sinatra. You like Frank Sinatra. We yeah. had a quiz on Martin. Fra- We have done a show on Frank Sinatra. Do you remember such wonders? Yes. Do you remember the line from Frank Sinatra? The best form of revenge is success. Yes. It's a great line, isn't it? My favorite Sinatra joke I've ever heard is that he came out with a line of neckwear called alleged mob ties. (laughs) 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 Controversial. And if anyone's listening from the mob, that was Chad Peters. (laughs) In 1959, Jimmy joined the 101st Airborne Division in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, the Screaming Eagles. But how many parachute jumps did he actually make for that parachute regiment? Closest number will zero. win the points. Miss Morris is saying that he made zero parachute jumps for the paratroopers. The screaming right. eagles. You're going a big fat round. Goose egg. Goose egg. Michelle, do you want to go lower than that? What are we going with, Michelle? One. You're going with one. Chad. You've got under a zero or more than one. I'm, I'm going to go more. I'm going to say he made it through. It was like 35. 35. Chad is doing exceptionally well <gasps> tonight. He actually made 26 successful parachute jump. Well, the 26th wasn't that successful. At 25 successful parachute <laughs> jumps on the 26th, he broke his ankle and was in fact discharged. Chad is now huh. up to a remarkable 18 that under any other circumstances, he'd be our runaway leader. But yes. somehow... I've managed to score 60. Who cares? I bought a parachute on Craigslist. It said mint condition, used once, but never opened. (laughs) (laughs) Hendrix started out as a session musician for many big names, like Sam Cooke, Ike and Tina Turner, of course, and the Isley Brothers. But why did little Richard fire Hendrix on a tour as his main 
guitarist Little Richard wasn't happy with Jimi Hendrix as his guitarist. Got rid of him. Gave him the elbow. Gave him his papers. Because he wouldn't cut his hair. Moved him on. He wouldn't cut his hair. He'd have had to have his hair cut to have been in the paratroopers, I might add. Yeah. So, what does that leave you with, Michelle? I think drugs. You're going to go drug-related. Chad, you're on fire tonight on a hefty 18. What Mm. are you thinking? Little Richard thought he was tutti-frutti. Well, I think Little Richard might be (laughs) tutti-frutti. Might. He was dressed so flamboyantly... Little Richard didn't want the attention to be taken away from him on the stage. And he told him to dress less flamboyantly. I win. I I think I nailed that one. Um, I will give more points out. How are you winning, Heather? How does because that... his appearance did. Talk... That's how he's... It was his haircut we were discussing. Yeah. His flamboyant haircut. His flamboyant hair. His fro. Yeah. His tutti-frutti look. Oh, I'll give you a point each. I'll... Heather's up to three. <laughs> Chad's scrambling around in the dirt for a nine... No, 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 no. Nineteen, apparently. <laughs> wow. This is a great resume, Mr. Hendrix, but do you have the experience? Oh, that was the then, experience. but this is now as we enter our favourite round <gasps> of the weekend. It's the mailbag! Yay! Yay! We love the mailbag. If you wish to write to us, you are more than welcome to do so. We will read them out on air. If you go to Facebook, more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. You can comment and write your posts on there. And we will read them out. Martin, our good friend and listener in New York. He has posted, people who can't distinguish between etymology and entomology bug me in ways I cannot put into words. (laughs) (laughs) Had a bit of an incident last week. You did. Between entomology and etymology. There's only an N in the way between friends. Larry, Diane and Helen then posted, they would love to hear me say that out. And I just have. Apparently they're hearing me say that out. In their heads. Mm-hmm. People say to me when they read my books, they can hear me talking as they're reading my book. I think that's great. That means I'm winning as an author. If you can hear my accent and hear my voice when you're reading my books in your head, I'm winning at life. That's why I don't read your books. <gasps> wow. I get enough of you on the show. <laughs> wow. wow. I'll help you with the long words. How's mm. that? Catherine in Minnesota posted, it's finally October, which means all of the cobwebs and dust in my house just became Halloween decorations. Yay! Catherine listens on SoundCloud, of course. All of our shows are archived and they're completely free. You can go onto SoundCloud, search for MQTA Radio. And if you're listening now on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you love the show. But everything's there for you back to back. You can listen while you're mopping up the cobwebs and all of the dust. You can listen if you're driving to a kid's party, dressed as a clown, of course, or if you're at the bottom of a lake with a rope tied round your leg with a hockey mask on. You can listen to us back-to-back on there. Remember, we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that we cannot read out when we're on Dark Matter. And at the top of the hour, we stay in the studio. We do a little bit extra for you. And we can't read that out for fear of being fined or getting a hefty fine because it's the part of the show that when we're looking for our stories in the world of the news, of the paranormal, the bizarre and strange, we come across stories of a rather sexual nature that are a little bit risque. You wouldn't want your mother to listen to them. It is the round of Not For Your Mother because they are laden with lashings of hot... Shugging There is sticky fingerprints of... 
boofing. Slickness. Everywhere there are big dollops hanging from the windowsill of... Mud puddles. Sticky octopus. So if you go onto SoundCloud, you will get an extra... <laughs> oh, what? A sticky octopus? I'm going to move a dollar bill around the glass with my sticky octopus. If you give me a dollar bill, I will do that for you. Wow. I made 63 bucks last Friday. Unbelievable. Until I had a repetitive strain injury. I've had a spin on it all week. I went to the doctors. I said I want something to take away the pain, but keep the swelling. So we're available on SoundCloud and many other platforms as well. But we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show. And some people say it's their favorite part of the show. So when you hear our outro, our German classical music, you can nip over to there. Stephen has written, you guys and gals are great. Now make the show longer so I can have the nightmares to your voices oh i like it creepy <laughs> halloween Stephen. if you go on soundcloud you will get your extra 20 to 25 minutes Stephen listens first of course on the dark matter digital network you can catch us at 10 p.m central time dark matter we have a hundred thousand listeners in 190 countries all over the world martin in new york also posted what has been people's favorite adrian joke over the years. And lots of people have replied. Mm-hmm. Robin, our good friend in Massachusetts. Hi, Robin. Hi, Robin. She is also a Patreon listener. If you wish to donate to the show, this show's free. It will always be free. But if you like what we do, if we make you laugh, if you leave with more than you arrive with, we have studio costs. All of our platforms cost us money as well. So if you go to Patreon, MQTA Radio, donate a single dollar to the show. You do get a lot for your money. You get to listen to episodes that have never been aired. You get to listen to the show first and many other wondrous things as well. So we'd really appreciate that. And if we break the $100 barrier, we are actually going to film us messing around in the studio and maybe do a podcast of us live while we're doing the show. So all of those things are there for you. But Robin posted, they are mostly corny jokes. I think he's funniest defending himself when Heather and Michelle laugh at him (laughs) all the time she calls it laugh at him i'd call it bullying but there you go with a hint of racism as well thrown in the only brit in the room ask me if i care who cares who cares heather's on (laughs) minus 10 the good lord giveth and the good lord like home taketh away are you the good lord in this case here Terry said, he's chipped it as well. Terry said he really liked the garbanzo and chickpea joke. That one was great. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo bean? Chad's never had a garbanzo bean on his face. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> That's a great joke. That's comic gold right there. Yeah. Diane says she laughs too hard when we go through a list of all of the platforms the show is actually listed on. So we're going to make a stab at that now. We're available on SoundCloud. You can go on to there. We're also available on Looney Tunes, Stretcher, Tuna Radio, Gasbox, Spotify, Brussels Sprouts, Armadillo, Froggy When a Call Tin, Swollen Plums, and Your Legs Look So Swollen, Sir. So uh, many you different... Missed, you missed Clown Car, Squeaker, oh. Caterwall, Misophony, Cacophony, and Jovial Dirge. Perfect. There we go. I missed out. <laughs> <laughs> on so many, but they're all there for you. Froggy Went According is a particular favourite of mine. You can catch up with that, and all of our shows are on there. I liked the Philippe Flop, the Frenchman who <laughs> invented the open toe sandal, Mr. Philippe Flop. <laughs> Still makes me laugh. 
Wow. Heater also posted, I love this show. The guy is a riot. I want to thank Heater actually in New York. He's designed some book jackets based on the show. So if you go to Facebook, (laughs) they are something you have to see. I cannot explain them very well. You've got to see that. It's visual. Go onto our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee, and you will see the hilarious book jackets that man has designed. Jeff, do you remember our good friend Jeff yes. in Milwaukee? Hi, Hi Jeff. He posted a pic of himself listening to the show with new headphones on. Nice. He says now the show's on later, he's got to listen at home rather than at work. At the store. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Finally, Brittany has posted, so glad today is Friday. And the best paranormal show is on tonight. Damn right. Go tell the whole wide world. We're more questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. We are the best in paranormal talk radio. We're also available on Twitter. Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. We have 100,000 followers on there. Again, if you go to our Facebook site, more questions than answers you will find all of tonight's stories all of the jokes all of the cartoons the banter the hilarity the squirrel videos the halloween themed jokes everything is there for you and remember i've got books out at the moment if you're interested in a spooky halloween read full of ghosts full of hauntings full of history there's mysterious minnesota mysterious midwest with a forward written by david ellison the award-winning grammy bass guitarist of Megadeth, and they're also available on YouTube. I've read out several chapters. Just search for my name. You will find everything on there. Now, a gentleman named Jason, he's from Louisiana. He posted the most incredible review of my book, How to Be a Christian Psychic. And I just want to spend a second reading this out because I think this is uh, a very worthwhile thing. He has written, I am a Christian, but one with more open mind and believes there is a spiritual world and that God can use many avenues to speak with us, including psychics, not really different from prophets, mediums, and tarot. Hebrews 12.1 says, We are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, which I believe are the angels and the saints guiding us. This book, How to Be a Christian Psychic, helped clear up and showed me that a lot of what I believe about psychics and mediums was true. I also appreciated the author going into the history of how society started calling psychics and mediums evil, instead of viewing the true ones as messengers of God, gifted by God for the people of God. History of the scriptures and history of our Western culture's views on psychics and mediums was helpful. I also appreciated the biblical history of using crystals and stones for healing and protection, along with incense and smudging. I recommend how to be a Christian psychic to any spiritual person exploring Christianity, any Christian who has some belief in psychics and mediums and the spirit world, and anyone who just wants to learn more. That's great. Thank you for that, sir. That's Jason in Louisiana. And again, all my books are available if you go onto Amazon or any other e-book store. You will find them on there in physical copies and, of course, an e-book. Do you remember last week we had a series of Halloween cookies? Yes. They were called the Unfortunate Cookies. Oh, those were funny. I think we should open them up again and find out what tonight's unfortunate fortune cookie is so i'm gonna go first there we go let me read the magic that is the unfortunate fortune cookie for me this week you will have a boo to full day oh don't let it get away michelle what does your fortune cookie have for your fortune tonight wow 
That flew across the room, didn't it? Someone's going to die. It's like treading on an anti-personnel mine, that was. Oh, no. The bottom lip's out. She's looking sad. She's going to have to have a pint of wine. What have you got? Your face will be mistaken for your Halloween mask. <laughs> Again, fourth year running. Wow. wow. She won a prize at the local bar last year. She got free Jägermasters all night. It was incredible. Wow. She only came in there to say hello. Remarkable times. Chad, what does your Halloween unfortunate cookie say tonight? Check it out. Yeah. There we go. Great radio, this, by the way. I just right. don't share that with you. You will receive more trick than treat this Halloween. Oh, yes. tricky. Just drink this. You'll be fine. Smell <laughs> <laughs> my hanky chief. Miss mm. Morris, <laughs> what does your unfortunate fortune cookie have for you tonight? Look at the way she's gone for that. She's like cracking <laughs> walnuts with her mouth. bare hands. It's oh, disintegrated. Man. You're so vain you'll get lost in your own vortex. Well, I like myself, so... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, Jack Daniels I always makes my... her violent. Did you Ooh, notice that? Yeah. I love my vortex. I think they're going to get thrown at us. I'm going to do tonight the top 10 countries that listened to us last Ooh. week. Because there's some remarkable countries in there. And I want to say hello to each and every one of them. At number one, first of all, you would expect this, of course, the US of A. Number two is the UK. Number three is Canada. Some big hitters there, of course. Very mm-hmm. large countries. Nothing unusual there. Number four, Singapore. Singapore. Number four. Singapore. Two and six. (laughs) Twenty-six. All the four. Number one. (laughs) Forty-four. That's number one. (laughs) I always wanted to be a bingo caller. (laughs) All the threes, twenty-eight. Four and seven, eighty-three. Just mess people up. People that are number dyslexic. Like you. (laughs) (laughs) What did you shout out to Michelle when you took her to bingo? Keep oh, Darwin full. Keep Darwin full. <laughs> I can't do it. Keep Darwin full. I was exhausted. <laughs> it was hard work for you, wasn't it? Wow. <laughs> Slipping in and at number I got five. A smack. <laughs> Keep Darwin full. At number five, a rather little cheeky kind of sada. It's Mexico. Mm. Number six is Sweden. Seven. <gasps> You've got to get your finger out, Australia. How can you be beaten by Singapore, Mexico, and Sweden? Look at your landmass and your oh. population. Number eight. There's someone in Israel that's telling all his friends as we speak in Tel yeah. Aviv, we are eight at Israel. South Africa is number nine. Hungary <gasps> is currently number 10. Ooh. I'm going to keep going because the next three are quite remarkable. 11, Chile. Mm. Number 12, Pakistan. Wow. Really? 13 is Brazil. And number 18, I'll just pick them out, Uzbekistan. So thank you to all of our <laughs> listeners in Uzbekistan. You're currently at 18 in the <laughs> charts for countries that listen to us last week. There is a paranormal quiz show itching to get out. Anything you'd like to share, Michelle? I'm just thinking of Borat. I don't think he. I think he's, he's from. I know he's from he, Kazakhstan. Yeah. Kazakhstan. It's a nice, a lot. It's a sexy time. <laughs> we have a paranormal quiz show. Michelle's on two. I've scored sixty. Heather's on minus ten. <laughs> Who cares? If anyone's just tuned in and you say we're doing a quiz show, Michelle's on two. I'm on sixty. Heather's on minus ten. Don't care. And Chad's on nineteen. They're gonna wonder what we're doing. These are remarkable <laughs> scores. 
Unbelievable. But all is to play for. This is the round of Ghosts and Hauntings. And remember, we do not do orbs. A dad was left with angry red claw marks down his back after he claims he was attacked by the ghost of one of Oliver Cromwell's soldiers. Ooh. A spine-chilling footage shows Sean Reynolds urging the spirit to make itself known before there is a loud smashing sound and he cries out in pain. The paranormal investigator, 35, was exploring the cellar of the Stalking in Wigan, Greater Manchester, which is believed to have been a parliamentarian jail where cavaliers were tortured. After sensing a demonic presence, Sean tried to get a response from the entity, but didn't expect to be the victim of a paranormal attack that left visible scratches down his back. We've experienced this, haven't we? Mm -hmm. I actually got scratched, if you recall, right down the jaw and all down my neck when I was in a old, um, what was a coffee shop in Jackson, which was a really old building with a Masonic Lodge next door where they were conjuring up all kinds of stuff from the 1880s. And I physically got scratched. The Mounds Theatre in Eastside St. Paul, we had to drag a woman out of the basement that had claw marks all over her back from the spine outwards. So this isn't uncommon. Dad of three, Sean from Liverpool. That's why he got scratched. He was investigating in Manchester and he's from Liverpool. He said, I heard a loud sound, which I now know was a light bulb smashing. And then I felt a sharp pain in my back. We've had light bulbs smashed as well. Do you remember investigating at the Wheating Theatre where you fell asleep on the stage? A light bulb. How would I remember it if I was sleeping? Well, a light bulb <laughs> fell out of the catwalk, the gallery, and smashed on the floor. Oh, that's when I woke up. That's when you <laughs> woke up. I was doing some paranormal uh, readings. I was doing psychic readings in a small town called Hutchinson. And while I was talking to a lady, a light bulb suddenly fell onto the floor and broke. And I have no idea where it came from. And it was very random and it happened halfway through the day. So that's happened as well. They're trying to look for your attention, I guess, is mm. what's happening. It felt like somebody had really clawed into me. I was in agony. I called out to Paul and Jane over the walkie-talkies and they came down to the cellar to check on me. They could see these big red scratch marks all down my back. I've never experienced anything like that before. I've never been left with a physical injury from a paranormal encounter. You hear about it happening and you question, is it true? Because I never thought anything could be dark and dangerous enough to do that. But now I know. The attack was pretty scary stuff. I knew there was something demonic down there. But it must have been really dark to actually be able to smash the light bulb and claw me like that. I think it was probably one of the soldiers who used to torture cavaliers down there. In their lifetimes, they were out to kill. They were out for blood. And if I didn't want them down there now... They wouldn't hesitate to make themselves known. Now, this is definitely one experience I remember forever. I think it really made a mark on me. Just see what he did there. Oh, Paranormal Claw. I have heard it all before. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers. With Adrian Lee, I should give myself two points for being a little bit spooky and informative. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Now, do you want an entertaining story? What, mine Ooh. wasn't entertaining? That's no. fighting talk, Miss Morris. Mm, eerie footage of a one-legged ghost of time mythology. Look, it's old Stumpy. Eileen. <laughs> 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 the next joke no one says. Just leave it hanging in the air, right? Peggy. That wasn't where I was going. I was thinking more Dex's Midnight Runners, but we'll leave that alone. Uh, well, it's actually the one-legged ghost of time mythology. 
which has recently been viewed over 3.5 million times. In Thailand, the gongai... What? What did you say? I said gongai. That's like the spring on my sofa. I was sitting on the sofa the other day and it went gongai. Suddenly there's a spring up me bottom. What are you doing? (laughs) Unbelievable. Wow. It still writes every Christmas, that sofa. Well, the gongai (laughs) is a mythological child-sized spirit that lives in the woods. Of course it does. It is said to... like a puck wadgie. God, a pug wedgie. I'll give you a puck wedgings. No. Great. It is said to appear as roughly humanoid, but with a single central leg. It's it's tripod. No way. <laughs> awesome. In which it just hops it just around. Kind of yes. <laughs> it has long dark hair. Like a pogo stick of the yes. spirit world. Yes, long dark hair like from the ring. And earns its name wow. from its tendency to scream as it's bouncing along, calling "Gongai, Gongai, Gongai, Gongai." I'd be screaming that out as well. I suspect, right? Yeah. If I was bouncing around on the third leg of my tripod, lovely, <laughs> <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> the latest that'll put the willies up you <laughs> somewhere, anyway. The latest viral video, which has uploaded onto Facebook last week by. Chantha Sidaluk allegedly shows the elusive specter hopping along the side of a road while illuminated by the lights of a car. But is this really evidence of the legendary Gongai? Or is something else going on? Like somebody just stubbed their toe? There are more questions than answers. Every time I stub my toe from now on in, I'm going to go, Gongai! Look, I'm going to tread on a Lego brick. There's nothing more painful than treading on a Lego brick, is there? Fukushima. Fukushima? Wow. I think Paul going around like this guy might be a little more painful. I have to look at the sky when there's a storm clouds and there's thunder and lightning hacking down in Minnesota and think there's God and he's trod on a Lego brick. Yes. Well, a, he's going, gong guy. While a fair number of viewers in Thailand seem convinced by the footage, it certainly seems possible that what the video actually shows is someone dressed up as a ghost as part of a prank but i watched the video so do you want to know what i think yes the opinion of morris Uh, it's not somebody dressed up it's hopping on its tripod and it's not a ghost it looks like somebody has a marionette by a fishing pole and just (laughs) hops it along the side of the road (laughs) unbelievable i know the little go guy (laughs) marionette puppet on a fishing rod. Yes. Three-legged Let's do spirit. It. An old sofa. Oh, it's like fishing for ghosts. Fishing for ghosts. <laughs> what are we going to put on the end of the hook? That could be our new show. An fishing EM pump. for ghosts. Ghost fishing. Oh, we got to trademark that. Yep, trademark. Was I call it. a show called Ghost Bait, wasn't there? Do you remember? Yes, but that sucked. Next. It lasted half an episode. They crammed a load of semi-naked, reasonably good-looking women into a haunted building. But apparently no one wants to watch that. Who knew? I'm still disappointed it was bait, B-A-I-T. Yes. There's, uh, well, that's etymology for you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I shall give Miss Morris two wonderful marionetted points, and she's now on minus eight. 
A woman stabs pale after a haunted house worker gave her a real knife and urged her to launch the attack. Oh, that's, that's an so enabler. Terrible. There you go. Here's a knife. Go and attack them. Okay. A night out for a group of friends <laughs> at the Nashville Nightmare Halloween attraction turned into a living nightmare after one of them accidentally stabbed the other with a real knife. We've been to Nashville. The whole town's a nightmare. The gruesome episode unfolded as the group were waiting to head into the venue around 9pm local time last Friday for a themed horror night. According to Metropolitan Nashville Police Department, an unknown person, mistakenly thought by the group to be a worker or character actor at the attraction, how bad must he have looked wandering up to them? If they thought that was a character coming up to them from a Halloween attraction. (laughs) Meth does terrible things, man. God, look at that. His teeth are falling out. His hair, I can see bits of flesh. The stranger then asked one friend if another was effing around with her. Speaking to police, she claimed she thought the person was playing around and said yes. Then the person handed her a knife, which the group believed to be a prop from the attraction. At the person's instruction, the friend then stabbed the victim. Yay! According to the incident reports, as she pulled back, she realised that there was blood on the knife and a hole in the victim's shirt with blood squirting out from the victim's left arm. Surprise! The other two friends and the Indian man all told police they did not believe their friend had any intention to harm them. They said they all believed the stranger to be part of the attraction and thought the knife was fake. Speaking to Fox News, police confirmed the distraught female has not been charged with a crime. This happens every night in Nashville, or I feel ill. You decide, go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and you will see the entire story for yourself. Michelle, what have you got Mm. for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? A spooked teen has claimed his truck is haunted by the ghost of a little boy who drowned. Troy Vance, 15, from Newcastle, Ohio, shared a photo of his truck, which appears to have a face peering out over the dashboard. He believes that the supernatural snap captures the spirit of a boy who drowned in 1990. Explaining why he came to snap the shot in the first place, Troy explained that he enjoys taking photographs of sunsets. The teen said, I decided to take a picture of the truck with the sun in the background as I thought it looked really nice. Then I zoomed closer and I saw the ghostly face in the windshield. There's a story around the town that apparently a little boy drowned in the lake in the early 1900s, so I think it could be him. The lake is right behind my truck in the photo, so that could even be where it happened. In a bid to solve the mystery of the ghost boy, he has opened the threshold for more spirits to make themselves known from inside his Ford pickup. (laughs) Troy has since used a spirit box inside his vehicle to meet his mystic mates. He said, I've seen dark shadows moving around, and I have heard weird growls and whispers in the truck. I have not been in that truck. I think spirits... So there is one out there, then. (laughs) (laughs) I think spirits... weird growls? Mm, You're funny. (laughs) I think spirits might be attracted to me. That's why I don't know if it's something connected to the truck or if it's just me. A boy drowned in the lake. Well, that sounds fake. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle is up to a rather wet and dripping four. Heather, finish our round of ghosts and hauntings tonight. What have you got for me? 
Mm, could it be Satan? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Beelzebub has the devil for a sideboard. Yeah. Experts are trying to determine the cause of flames of up to 12 feet high spontaneously erupting from a pit in Midway, Arkansas last month. I Ooh. fell in the pit. You fell, <laughs> fell in, in the, the pit. pit. We fell. All fell in the in pit. The pit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> Mouse rat. <laughs> so far, they've come up empty, but they know what didn't cause it. As far as a spiritual Satan goes, we have done ruled it out. Oh, God. Back to Pakistan, I see. It wasn't Satan. It wasn't Satan. No, no. County Judge Mickey Pendergrass. That's the county judge, is it? Yes. Wow. County judge. County judge. (laughs) You that dare to impeach your man, bad boy? (laughs) Yeah, this is what he told the Democrat Gazette. He didn't come up and stick his pitchfork in the ground. And blow that hole out. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> wow. <So dirty>. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? I know. <laughs> so it wasn't Satan that didn't he didn't blow no hole. I'm pleased to hear it. <laughs> Just let me know. Wow. Jesus, mean. Mary and Joseph. <laughs> well the fire the fire burned for about forty minutes on September seventeenth from a hole believed to have been made by animals. Huh? I don't know how that works. But devil animals. It's, <laughs> it's the devil. It's the devil. Yeah. I took a temperature reading of it, and it showed something like around 780 degrees. So inside, the same temperature as fire, then. Inside the blowhole. <laughs> inside the blowhole. got that near to it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> now, that was from Fire Chief Don Chucker. Oh, Fire Chief. Fire yeah. Marshal. Yeah, yeah. Fire Marshal Bill. Went to school with him. He was in the same year as me at school. <laughs> That's right. But what caused it, I have no idea. I know it wasn't no darn Satan. He didn't do it. There's no gas lines nearby, and there was no smell of the gas. So it's I don't know why it kept burning. There are more questions and answers. That's right. What ignited it and what fueled it, we will never know. But we know it's not Satan. One Satan with no pitchfork and blowhole. <laughs> it's one of Satan's minions. It's the flaming dolphin. <laughs> Gopher. Wow. Gopher. This is underground. Flaming pit or a complete crock of shenanigans. You decide to go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. And Heather moves up to a flaming mammal of the marine type. Minus six. Yay. Ooh. As we enter the round that we call UFOs. And cryptozoology, it's green men and hairy beasties. What have you got for me tonight, Michelle, in the round of green men and hairy beasties? Oh, we got big trouble in West Cork. West Cork? Nothing happens in West Cork. (laughs) It did last week. A dairy farmer from Southern Ireland says he was sexually assaulted for two days by an extremely short bearded humanoid. Santa. Which he says is a leprechaun. Leprechaun Santa. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you know when he said two days, he went home three times for his dinner and came back again? <laughs> there used to be a brewery. There was a huge brewery in East London that made beer and many people drowned in the vats and some of them got out to go to the toilet and came back again. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yes. In an exclusive interview broadcast on RTE, Angus Brennan from Watergrass Hill near Cork says he was milking his cows 
when he was hit on the head from behind with a shovel or a similar tool. The attack knocked him out, and when he woke up a few hours later, he had been tied up to a support beam inside his own barn. Wow. It only gets better. The 54-year-old farmer says he was repeatedly assaulted over the next 40 hours by a waist-high midget with a red beard and a cocked hat. To be fair, most of Southern Ireland looks like that. Did he have eyebrows on his cheeks by any chance? (laughs) Wow. Did they touch his lucky charms? <laughs> oh, I think they did. It wasn't human. It was short, fiendish, and spoke in gibberish. Lovely. You'll yes. get points for that alone. Thank you. According to Mr. Brennan, the leprechaun had his way with him more than 20 times over the weekend before leaving for some unknown reason. It used me in every possible way over a period of two days, and then it left. A few hours later, I was finally able to free myself from me bonds and call the guardie. I know exactly what's happened. He's had a weekend away at some sort of S&M type scenario. He's come home and his wife said, what's all that? And he said, oh, I was tied up in a barn with a leprechaun. Or this was part of his fantasy thing where... I do know for a fact that he did actually send a picture of a flat tyre to his wife. Oh, my God. Good times. I love this show. Guardy officers and paramedics arrived on the site within minutes and found Mr. Brennan lying in a pool of his own blood. He was transported to Bon Secours Hospital in Cork, where doctors observed obvious signs of a violent sexual aggression, which is not funny. Guardy Commissioner Noreen O'Sullivan confirmed that the National Police Force had opened up an investigation, but insisted investigators were, at the moment, looking for human suspects. I like the idea they put out a photo fit and there's a little Irish man with a beard looking like a leprechaun. They're after a three-foot midget with a red beard, aren't they, wearing green? That's my next line. According to the police, a suspect could be a bearded, red-headed midget measuring around 80 centimeters tall. It's rather improbable that the rapist turned out to be a leprechaun, a type of fairy in Irish folklore usually depicted as a little bearded man who enjoy mischief. Wow. Unbelievable times. Phantom leprechaun or strange Irish Paul. You decide to go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee as we try and squeeze in as many stories as we can in the minutes we have remaining. We sprinted around that is strange and bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of SMB? Well, now we're going to go to Sweden. An eight-year-old girl skipping rocks at a lake in Sweden earlier this summer made a remarkable discovery that has now many locals joking she should be crowned the new queen in a nod to the tales of King Arthur. While waiting in Fjordstern, Lake in Tano, Småland, Saga Vanacek stumbled upon what she thought was some kind of stick, but it turned out to be a sword dating back more than 1,000 years To the pre-Viking era. This is a young lady from Minnesota. Yes. This is remarkable. This is Mm -hmm. close to... How many times have I said to you, I'd love to find a two-handed broadsword, Viking broadsword in a field in this country? This would be incredible. People do not believe that the Vikings came to America back in the 12th and 13th century. But in Alexandria, there's an entire museum full of Viking artifacts. I love it. They've got sandals and belt buckles and all sorts of things. 
So people say, oh, that couldn't have possibly happened. There's a museum dedicated to Viking artifacts in Alexandria as we live and breathe. And the runestone. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Yes, the runestone. Experts are now working to preserve the delicate relic before it's eventually put on display at the Jan Kopling's Lanz Museum. Though Vanacek found the sword months ago, the news was kept under wraps until this week to give researchers time to scour the area for any other artifacts that could be nearby. In doing this, they found an ancient brooch from the same time period, as well as an 18th century coin. I wonder if they uh, set someone out on the lake on fire. Do you know what I mean? That sounds like a burial to It me. does, yeah. Or a sacrifice. That's the sort mm-hmm. of thing. The eight-year-old Swedish-American girl, whose family had just moved back to the country from Minneapolis last year, and our huge Minnesota Vikings fan, came upon the submerged treasure entirely by chance as she played in the shallow water on her way to retrieve a buoy. It measures 33 inches long and has components made from metal and wood. I was outside in the water throwing stones and stuff to see how far they could skip. And then I found some kind of stick, she told the local newspaper. I picked it up and was going to drop it back in the water, but it had a handle. And I saw that there was a little pointy bit at the end, and it was all rusty. I held it up in the air, and I said, Daddy, look what I found. I held it up in the air and <laughs> shouted, By the power <laughs> of Grayskull! <laughs> so, like, did the whole round table of knights come to her right away at that point? No. We're still waiting for that moment yeah. to happen. Okay. We have to go to Tirnanog for that. Ah, mm-hmm. nice, nice. When it was, um, excuse me, and the dad came up and took it from her and <laughs> <laughs> carefully placed it in the back <laughs> of the like, car. We're not bringing Morgan the Fay here. <laughs> yeah. The museum estimates the sword can be traced back to the 5th or 6th century. So, amazing. Unbelievable. Lady of the Lake. Oh, that sounds fake. Michelle shall have more points wherever she goes. We finish tonight's show with a round we call Not For Your Mother. Thank you for coming to find us on one of our platforms. We greatly appreciate that. If you're listening on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart and show your appreciation for what we do. You can cut and paste the link that you're listening on and share it on all of your social media platforms and say that you are listening to the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment. We rely on you spreading the word. If you tell as many of your friends and family as possible, we would be very grateful. This is the part of the show we cannot read out on Dark Matter Digital Network. If your mother's of a nervous disposition, if you have small minors in the room, they need to be ushered away. I recommend they go to a barn somewhere in Ireland. You have been warned. <laughs> Glitter bums. Have you heard of such wonders? Glitter bums get a spooky makeover for Halloween as beauty fans turn their bottoms into pumpkins. Chad's all over that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look Chad at the size one. of Michelle's pumpkin. Oh, I got pumpkin hey. butter for you. Wow. <laughs> Let me have a jack-o'-lantern while I look at that. <gasps> oh, <you're> so <laughs> Pack gross. away the fake blood. Whip out the glitter because we found this year's hottest Halloween trend. Stupid. From the people <laughs> who brought you glitter crop tops and avocado boobs. <laughs> What about, they're, what, they're green. What about eggplant willies? Eggplant. Yeah. That's the worst case of eggplant willy. Isn't he a blues guitar? He plays Blue blues guitar. <laughs> Woke up this morning. <laughs> eggplant willy, king of the Delta blues. <laughs> wow. From the people that brought you glitter tops and avocado boobs, there now comes a daring Halloween costume like no other. 
an eye-catching look we like to call bumpkin. <laughs> bumpkin. <laughs> I had to think about that. Make sure I got that right. Yes, the experimental lot behind the Go Get Glitter Instagram account have taken our love of Halloween to entirely new and sparkly levels with this outrageous pumpkin-themed body art. Effectively covering their bottoms in orange glitter, bold beauty fans are recreating jack-o'-lanterns on their behinds in a spooky nod to Halloween. Look, Dad, that pumpkin's smoking a cigar. I want to blow out that candle. (laughs) Why is your beard all glittery? And we have to say, the jack-o'-lantern's stalk and smile sure works wonders for creating the perfect peachy bumpkin bum. Yeah. That's a sentence we never thought we'd write or read out on the radio. <laughs> Yay! With the glittery outlines and signature smile, there's no denying that these experimental designs are works of art in their own right. And as much as we hate to ask the hard-hitting questions here, how on earth are you supposed to sit down with a glitter pumpkin bum? Wow. If you don't want me to stare at your ass and chest, don't put glitter on it. That would be my advice. What have you got for me tonight, Michelle, in the round of Not For Your Mother? I think I found you guys Christmas presents. This early? Mm -hmm. Wow, that should save you a lot of stress and headache. If you want to spice up your sex life and add an element of surprise, look no further than a sex position scratch card. Score. Sponsored by Minnesota... Department of Agriculture. (laughs) The DNR? (laughs) Farming for adults. Wow. Oh, 50 Ways to Lay poster will certainly brighten up your wall and your bedroom antics. There's 50. 50, apparently. Isn't that a song? I think there's oh, yeah. 50 Paul ways Simon. to leave your lover. Yes, yeah. yeah, not do to your lay lover. your lover. <laughs> it's, a it's a little different. Just go up the back, Jack. No need to disgust us. Set yourself free. There you go. We no need to be coy, Roy. Just hop on the bus, Gus. <laughs> Let's do the old bus one. <laughs> ding, ding. There's more room on top. <laughs> Unbelievable. Positions include... Here we are. The standing wheelbarrow. Oh, the old wheelbarrow number. That's a classic. Bad for the knees, though, I'm led to believe. Crouching tiger. (laughs) Quivering guinea pig. (laughs) Hidden pickle. (laughs) The hidden brain donkey. (laughs) Hidden gherkin. (laughs) The hinge. Wait a sec. Whopper with cheese. (laughs) <laughs> the slip Whoa! <laughs> the slip disc That doesn't happen until Oops, later it wasn't supposed Oops. to go in that hole <laughs> wow. The dolphin The dolphin <laughs> Does that involve a in. bucket full of fish in her hoop? <laughs> <laughs> what a night that Let's see how many Woo! we can get through in one night Wow <laughs> And the ascent to desire. <laughs> to dessert. <laughs> Lovely. Hoo-ha. Behind each panel are blue and pink stick figures, and there are props including stools and chairs involved in some. Like a stool sample. I hate to think about that, but the poster only costs £12.99. Bargain. 
And the website says it's strictly for over 18. So you randomly scratch off a square. You don't know what you're getting. It's like an advent calendar and it's a position. 50 days of pure bliss. Wow, you'd lose some weight, wouldn't you? I want to make something. Yes. What would you like to make? Boinking bingo. Boinking bingo. (gasps) Keep diving, fool. (laughs) Keep diving, fool. (laughs) Oh, no. I've got two fat ladies. What you say? During it. Two fat ladies. Keep diving, fool. (laughs) (laughs) But my dog is not moist. (laughs) Spit on it. (laughs) Spit on me dubber, Michelle. We'll get a full house. (laughs) Fill up the corners first. Bingo. (laughs) I, 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 I. Oh, no. What was the little pogo peggy called? The pogo pig. Gongai. Gongai. Oh, 69. That can be the best one, Heather. What? Gongai? Like when you scratch it. The gongai position. Oh, 69. Scratch and sniff. Lovely. Someone had to say, didn't they? They did. Go and get the fishing pole. We scratched off number 69. I've got a puppet as well. We can make it. This fun and funky poster has 50 selections to scratch off, each with the name of a different sex position, some familiar, some perhaps less. Fun for couples, you could scratch off a different section every day, or if you're feeling particularly active and amorous, well, you could scratch them all off in one go and try them all. It's like the advent calendar. It is. What a way to go. Pervs. <laughs> You'd be in ER by the end of the weekend getting some sort of IV infusion. Yeah. Saline. Yeah. You'd be dehydrated. Wheelchair. That's probably one of them. The wheelchair. <laughs> the wheelchair. <laughs> the, it involves the vegetables. IV. <laughs> the dehydrated. Good God, madam. <laughs> you got that's that? Like, it? Is it you? That's it. Wow. We were just thinking of other things like yeah. the sprinkler. Uh, but yeah. The the don't tell your mum what we do sprinkler (laughs) Go and lay out on the grass I'll be out in an hour (laughs) That's appallingly bad What's that one that Dirty Sanchez. Oh, no! Oh, no! no! <laughs> the angry pirate. Angry pirate. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Madonna uses vibrating sex toy on her face. Treeverse. <laughs> <laughs> Just for You're fun. Give me a run up. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. Oh. That's a two-handed one. I'm sorry. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, my. Look at that. It's taking years off you, Michelle. Thank Fantastic. you. Fantastic. Look at that. Wow. Apparently, she wants to reverse the aging process by sticking sex toys on her face. Seems to be working for yeah, her. Yeah, her kitty's got I no wrinkles is... either. <laughs> oh, You can no. see in the book. Madonna used to... <laughs> I had the gatefold album. I saw everything. <laughs> Madonna used a vibrating sex toy in her face to reverse the aging process this week. And it was still hanging out at the time, apparently. The Queen of Pop 60 continued to shock fans with her antics in a bizarre video of the carbon facial roller from her own beauty brand, MDNA Skin. She took Express Yourself to a whole other level as she massages her vibrating sex toy, the carbon 
facial roller on her cheeks in the latest attention-grabbing video. Her fans were both baffled and stunned by the Vogue singer and took to Instagram to share their disbelief. One wrote, Girl, what in the face sex toy is this? Another joked, Ooh, I do love a nice pair of black balls, Madonna. A third chimed in, Happy 60-year-old! While a fourth added, Looks like a personal massager. The video was to plug her own beauty brand of skin products. One of the products that she seems very eager to showcase from the range was the skin rejuvenation device. On her website, the all-in-one device that features two specially designed heads, one for removing impurities and the other for infusing the skin with beauty ingredients. It's supposed to provide the appearance of a more defined jawline, cheekbones and eyebrows, with the website claiming it to be Madonna's secret weapon of mass seduction. Material girl, or what the hell, you decide to go to our Facebook site and watch Madonna having a big sex toy shoved into her face. Mm. The Morris, you have the last story of the evening. What have you got for me tonight in the round of NFM? Gino Acampo. I have no idea who this dude is. Reveals Gordon Ramsay has got the biggest willy. What? Wow. The biggest willy. Okay. I just had to say it again. He's a very famous Italian chef that does cooking shows in Britain. Gino? And he was, yes, he was once arrested um, for stealing... Yes. Do you remember Paul Young? Everywhere yeah. I lay my hand. Come he broke into Paul Steve. Young's house when he was a teenager and stole all his gold discs and his guitars and got put in prison for it. Yes. And then he turned his life around and become a celebrity chef. Yes, he did. Well, it comes after he got an unexpected eyeful on a road trip with his fellow TV chef for ITV. And the show is called Men Behaving Badly. That must be a British thing, huh? Yes, we have many shows in Britain called Men Behaving Bad. Mm. Mm. Gino42 filmed the new show with Gordon and First Date star Fred Sirix. And during the series, they went to a nudist beach because you have lots of those over there. It's normally too cold, but there are one or two. <laughs> I was going to say. Oh, yeah. is it? Or only when you visit, is it too cold? <laughs> Even in hot conditions, I'm telling everyone it's cold. Isn't it chilly? <laughs> isn't it? It's really cold, isn't it? It's going Ooh, through my bones. It's a good thing it's so foggy here. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, although Gino was the only one to actually strip off, he says he caught a glimpse of Gordon's todger during filming and says it's very very impressive. He's got a big schwanz. Oh. And I can't deny. Yeah. <laughs> he told the Daily Star Sunday, we went to a nudist beach, but I was the only one who went naked. Gordon and Fred weren't. Gordon's got the biggest willy, though. I've seen it because we all stayed together and we were all naked at some point and I had to see it because it, I stared it right in its eye. It was amazing the way the eye followed you around the room. <laughs> and then Gordon Ramsay verbally abused him. Lovely. <laughs> I've eaten here, you muppet. <laughs> it's the size of a donkey. <laughs> the size of a donkey. It was like a baby's arm more than an apple. Wow. 
Well, he also said that Gordon's got the biggest ego, too, so everything has to be the way he says, whereas I don't care about anything. Gordon waded in, too, about what happened on the nudist beach. He said, I was in my pants and there was no way... I was going any further. Pants in Britain, of course, is uh, knickers, briefs. Okay. Oh, okay. Your underwear for Americans. By the way, when an Italian and a Scotsman go out together, you're having to buy your own drinks right there, aren't you? And your wallet's probably been stolen. Wow. Well, he um, also said there was a restaurant and Gino came out stark naked in the nude and there were actually people in there and they were eating their spaghetti so i wasn't going to get nude <laughs> yeah it was a pub called the whip it in whip it in oh whatever oh, come on. boo he's got 12 inches but he doesn't use it as a rule well all good things come to an end so let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the k2 meter and the dead battery is heather morris who scored Minus six. She's managed to get herself a date with a pogo stick, screaming three-legged phantom ghost, an old yes! sofa, a fishing pole, and a puppet. What a date that was. That's a great yeah. night. Wow. In third place was Michelle. She's managed to get herself a Nashville horror attraction pass with a vagrant who's holding a poop knife. <laughs> can I have Heather's? We can swap after the show. In second place is Chad who scored a very, very respectable 19 points tonight. He's got That's a car done. ride with a ghostly boy who's making the upholstery very wet as we speak. <laughs> but running away with the lead tonight, winning the $33,000 IR Cameron, an unassailable lead of 64, is myself, and I win a leprechaun loving with a spade, <laughs> a field full of cows, and a live Facebook Terrible. link. That's Do terrible. not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Remember, we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show on SoundCloud. So nip over to SoundCloud. Find us at MQTA Radio where we will do the round. Not for your mother that we can't read out on air. You've been listening to More Questions and Answers, the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. With your host, Adrian Lee, we are the very best in paranormal news, radio, entertainment, the light before the darkness. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Chaton Drainer, Chad Peters, Michelle Corey, and all of the International Paranormal Society at interparanormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and as always, remember, be interested. Trust